Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. First up today, I want to talk about a girl called Amy Richards. Now, Amy can't remember sitting her first English Leaving Cert exam on June the 5th last, only a few short weeks ago, but she's no memory of it. She'd undergone surgery after her appendix ruptured and gangrenous just hours earlier. The 18-year-old slept for three hours following the surgery at Wexford General Hospital before her mother, at Amy's own request, woke her at 7.30 in the morning so that she could get some final cramming in just before her exam was due to begin. Now, at 9.30am, she sat down that morning in one of the hospital dinner rooms, picked up her pencil and began writing to start her English paper one. Amy had first visited the doctor with a pain in her abdomen about a week or so before the state exams. As I'm sure you can imagine, she was kind of told not to worry. She was probably suffering the symptoms of stress in the lead up to her exams, possibly irritable bowel syndrome. But a few days later, she had to go back to her GP, who immediately sent her to hospital and to the emergency department. And when the severity of their daughter's condition became clear, her parents contacted her school and also the State Examinations Commission, asking whether Amy could reschedule to sit the exams in July. You may remember a few weeks ago, the State Examinations Commission announced a pilot project whereby parents, or people, whereby students who'd maybe suffered a bereavement in their family in the run-up to the state exams could sit their papers in July instead. However, Amy's family's request for her to be allowed to do that was refused. Now, in a letter printed in the Irish Times today, Amy calls on the government to end what she called the unjust and archaic examination system, arguing that students who face a medical emergency should be allowed to defer their exams along the lines of the scheme brought in for bereaved students as well. A Department of Education spokesperson says the new pilot scheme was introduced to allow Leaving Cert students who suffer a close family bereavement during the exams to sit their papers. But any extension of that would need to take into account the difficult life circumstances some students encounter during exam time. But also, it would have to be fair to the majority of other students who sit exams to maintain the integrity of the examinations process. A spokesperson for the State Examinations Commission has also said that it is scheduled to undertake a comprehensive review of how best to support students experiencing all forms of trauma and adversity at exam time. But that was absolutely no help to Amy Richards, who joins me on the line now. Amy, thank you for joining us on the Nile Boylan Show today. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Let me first um, start by asking you, how are you now? Oh, I'm much better. I'm, I'm recovering now. Definitely recovered. But it sounds like you had something of an arduous ordeal. Um, your yeah, symptoms, was... as we said, started off and, and maybe were being poo-pooed a little as just nerves. Yeah, I, it was in the back of my mind thinking, oh, it could it could just be stress. But I just had this inkling feeling that it wasn't because I've never had a pain like that before. So I was quite surprised when I went to the GP and I was told it was stress. I still kind of, not that I didn't trust them, but I just had this little inclination that it wasn't. But my condition just kind of worsened over the next few days. And I was brought back in then on Tuesday and sent straight back to... Um, the hospital. And of course, as everybody who's ever sat a state exam knows, they always start on a Wednesday. So this is the Tuesday. This is the night before your exams. Exactly. How did you feel when the uh, staff in the emergency department in Wexford General told you that you had uh, a ruptured appendix and you needed surgery straight away? Um, Actually, they didn't really know what was wrong with me initially. Um, I kind of had two teams of doctors looking after me. 
And one team were certain, like, yes, this is appendicitis, and the other team were like, no, definitely not, because the only symptom I really had was this pain in my lower right-hand side. But I wasn't vomiting. I didn't have a high temperature. So um, when uh, the surgeon met my mum, he said, look, I'm going to go in, and there might not be anything wrong, and if not, we'll just come out straight away. Um, so it wasn't until the next morning that I learned from my mum that my appendix had ruptured approximately five days before I was sent into the hospital, that I had gangrene and that I had abscess um, and a blood infection as well. So um, it was a lot more serious than I ever thought it would have been because at the time I didn't really care about my health. I was more concerned with the exams because I'd been working so hard for them and I was relying on them so much. Now, I would imagine that most teenagers in that situation would be obviously, as you say, concerned about their health. First and foremost, maybe if they had a scar that was going to interfere with them hitting the beach in a bikini later on in the <laughs> summer, but not you. Obviously, your, your leaving search is literally due to start within hours. So what, exactly. at what stage did your family realise we need to get in touch with the school and see what we can sort out here? So my dad was on the phone with the State Examinations uh, Commission Tuesday afternoon when I was in the emergency department. Um, and he brought up the new um, provision for the bereaved students. And although I wasn't bereaved, he made um, the request that I'd be able to um, defer my exams until July, not even the whole leaving search, just the ones that I'd be in the hospital for. And um, he was given two options that I could either forfeit English, which would automatically rule me out from university because English is a minimum entry requirement for at least all the courses that I want to do. Or I could sit the exam at half nine with the rest of the country. So the decision was put down to me and I decided myself that I wanted to sit the exam at half nine because I couldn't bear the thought of repeating. You're clearly very driven, Amy. What is it you want to do? What do you have your hopes pinned on for for third level? Um, I'm hoping for medicine. So it's kind of ironic that I started... um, my journey on the on the hospital bed but um, I'll get there eventually (laughs) I dare say that if you do get medicine and you do qualify at least you'll have a good bedside manner in the future you'll be able to empathise with your patients but obviously if you're doing medicine you've put blood sweat and tears into this for years so the thoughts of actually having to forfeit and that would have involved automatically having to repeat there was no there were no other options presented to you it's either do the exam although you've got an IV drip hanging on to you and we're going to have to interrupt you every yeah. couple of hours for your blood pressure and your vital statistics, vital signs rather. Um, exactly. Or that's it, you go back and you have to repeat six year. Exactly. And there's no option um, in the leaving cert to kind of carry over subjects. So even if I had been given the option to repeat English next year and do all my other subjects now, that's not in place. And also for um, uh, admission into medicine, you have to sit the HPAT exam, which I did in February. Mm but you can't carry the results for that over. So I automatically would have had to reset that as well. And I would have had to have learned two new syllabus. I'd have English syllabus changes every single year. So I would have to have learned two-year syllabus in less than a year. And the music syllabus is changing this year as well. So it's not as simple as a lot of people are saying she can just reset. Um, no, there's a lot more to it. Um, really, so, you yeah. had no, really, you had no choice. There, there, no, I mean, I I, although there was technically a choice, it, it wasn't a choice anyone's going to, going to want to take. No, exactly. And it was a tough decision, but I felt like that was right for me. And I, was, I just wanted to get it over with. I just couldn't bear the thoughts of having to spend another year working, working so hard. And 
tell us about the actual exam then. So somebody was sent in to supervise you as if you were yeah. as if you were in the exam centre. Exactly. Uh, the, the paper is presented to you and you can only turn it over at a certain time. But you must, I mean, you were clearly in a lot of pain. You must have been taking pain medication. As I already said, you were you had an IV drip with antibiotics. Yeah, exactly. So I sat the exam with an oxygen tube in my nose. I had a drip in both my arm and in my hand. Luckily, they took, it was in my left arm, they took the ones out of my right arm so that I'd be able to write more comfortably. Um, The nurses would come in at 20 minute or half an hour intervals to give me painkillers, injections, anti-nausea medication because the nausea was actually probably worse than the pain because it was all that I could concentrate on. I just had this suffocating feeling of nausea. Um, I had to sit three exams in the hospital and two out of the three, I actually couldn't complete the exam because I ended up on the floor um, in the bathroom being ill. Um, so yeah that was that was horrible so it was really hard to concentrate obviously because of both the pain the nausea and just being heavily medicated it doesn't make it easy No absolutely not far from it and and Look, I mean, my son did his junior cert this year. Everyone always comes out for the exams and ruminates with their friends over how they did. A, you didn't have any friends to bounce off and and compare notes. But B, like how you must have felt absolutely awful. You must have really been doubting yourself, your abilities. Do you even remember what you wrote for answers? Do you remember the questions? Um, I remember the essay, like the composition for paper one, because the title was just perfect for me. It was... um, a place that shaped you or like defined you as a person so I was able to write about the hospital and so that was good but I couldn't I like I can't remember what the comprehension or anything was about I don't know what I wrote if it was absolute gibberish if it made any sense um, whatsoever so after the exams I pretty much fell asleep straight away it's so draining like I know English paper 2 is 3 hours 20 minutes and then when you add on all my medical interventions my exam was close to 4 hours long and when you've just had an operation and it's so uncomfortable to sit, uh, let alone lie down, to sit down um, without any break for that long, it's absolutely exhausting. But um, I was lucky enough that loads of my friends will come in to visit me after the exam. So I really appreciate that, that they take time out of their own studies to um, come visit me. And how do you feel about the response the State Examinations Commission gave to your parents? How do you feel now, having had to undergo that entire ordeal, I, I can only presume your head must be spinning, wondering how the hell you're going to do when it comes to results day. And because you've got yeah. a lot at stake on this, you know, you you, you're, you you want a medical career. Obviously, the points race for medicine is extremely tough. So the pressure's yeah, exactly. really on. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's just kind of difficult to comprehend how anybody would think it's right to let someone as sick as me or as sick as other people, because I know I'm not the first who have done an exam from, from their hospital room. Um, it's just difficult to understand how they could think that it's okay to um, let someone um, in my situation sit an exam. And yeah, I, I have no idea how I got on. Like, I guess it just comes down to the day in August. Um, I could get a shock in a good way or a bad way. It's just difficult, um, difficult to predict. You used the word inhuman in the um, fabulous, very articulate piece you wrote in the Irish Thank Times you. this morning, in the letter this morning. And it, it, it does seem inhuman. It seems like it was a, 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 a decision made with no empathy and no um, cognizance at all of the human story behind it. Exactly. Like, I feel like 
in our education system, everybody's just reduced to a number. Like, you don't really think about the person that's actually sitting the exam or even their family. Like, the stress that not only I had to go through, but my parents had to go through in the three weeks of my leaving cert was absolutely ridiculous. And as so many other people have gone through, because I'm not the first person to. So that's why I wanted to raise the issue, because I feel like nothing's been done about it. And um, I don't want anybody else in the future to have to go through what I've gone through. It's just, it's so unfair when you've dedicated your life for two years to such an important exam just to be told, well, you can resit next year because it's not that simple. Clearly not. We asked the State Examinations Commission, Amy, for a response. We told them we were going to be speaking to you today. I'm going to read you uh, some of the very lengthy response that they've given to us. They start off by saying that they can't comment on individual cases. So that's their starting point. But they say that the extension announced by the SEC this year to the emergency provisions of the scheme of reasonable accommodations for examinations was an interim pilot measure. Now, this is the measure that was used in connection with bereavement with students. And we became aware last year of a high profile case of a young woman who had to sit her Leaving Cert exam a day or so after her mother had passed away. So they're saying that in the foot of that, they've launched this pilot scheme. They say it's acknowledged that students experience other forms of trauma and adversity such as serious illness around the time of the Leaving Cert exams. The issues arising here are complex, they say, and must be balanced against the absolute need to maintain integrity and public confidence in the examinations system. The SEC will be undertaking, they say, a comprehensive review of the broader issue of how best to support students experiencing all forms of trauma and adversity at exam time. And these consultations will include a review of the operation of the pilot interim scheme and they say that's going to get underway in early autumn. They add every possible effort is made by the SEC to accommodate candidates who experience accidents, illnesses or other trauma immediately before or during the examinations. In cases of illness, there are arrangements that can be made between the SEC and the school. These include arrangements for special sittings in venues such as hospitals or for access to a small shared examination centre in the school supervised rest breaks during exams and alterations to the published timetable as long as the exam is taken on the date scheduled on the June timetable. They say the arrangements are worked out between the SEC, school authorities, students and their parents with the focus on the best interest of an ill or injured student. Amy, I'm very interested in your response to that, particularly the last part where they say that the uh, the situations are worked out when the best interests of yeah. students and their parents. First of all, I don't understand how a student's best interest is to allow them to sit from a hostel bed. Like, I think that sentence is just unbelievable that it's a, it's a special accommodation to allow a child that's sick in hostel to sit an exam. Like, it, it's ludicrous. Like, it's, it's difficult to understand that sentence. Like, I don't understand how that's a special provision. Like, you're given the opportunity to sit from a hospital bed. Like, I just, I don't get it. And I think also my mum pleaded with the school who were liaising um, with the State Examinations Commission to give me two hours to sleep off the effects of general anaesthetic because I was only brought to my ward at four in the morning. But that wasn't an option. I was told that I had to begin at half nine with the rest of the country. So... I don't think there's really a provision for it to change the timetable. I just think 
that there should be the option to give them the day, like give them a later date to defer the exam. 24 hours after general anaesthetic, you're not allowed to drive, let alone you shouldn't be allowed to sit an exam. So I, I just don't think it's a sufficient um, provision for um, six students. There should be something else offered. Amy, what is your message today to the Minister for Education and the government? At the end of the day, the State Examins, Examinations Commission, Commission is an independent body and obviously it has to be that way because it can't be politicised in any way. That said, we have a government, we have a Minister for Education. What's your message to him? I just want people to have some empathy and just to think like if it was your your son and your daughter extremely ill, the last thing you'd want to do is let them sit in a, an exam there should be something offered for seriously ill children. Like, I'm not talking about someone with a cold. Like, although, yeah, you're not going to perform your best, you're not in hospital and you haven't undergone a very um, important surgery just hours before, there should be. If if they're making a second paper, who's to say that people in a med- medical emergency shouldn't be allowed to sit that paper at a later date? I just hope that in the future no other student will have to go through what I've gone through over the last few weeks. It's been mentally and physically just exhausting. Amy, all we can do is wish you the very best and let's hope that when it gets to results day that you actually get an unexpected surprise. The fact is you've put in an awful lot of work and I'd say that that will come through for you in the end. Maybe keep in touch with us and let us know how you get on on exam day, will you? Definitely. And thank you for having me. Thanks very much for talking us today, to talking to us today and sharing your story. Amy Richards there. Oh, my God, my heart is in torn in two. Imagine if that was your child and how you would feel. Firstly, you've gone through the trauma of them having a life threatening um, illness in actual fact, because a ruptured appendix is something that can kill you. As Amy's outlined, she had it for around five days. She's worked so hard It's very clear. She's very driven. She wants to have a career in medicine, ironically. And she ends up having to sit her Leaving Cert exams or some of them literally hours after having a general anaesthetic. As you heard Amy say herself there, you're not supposed to drive for 24 hours after an anaesthetic. And yet the State Examinations Commission seems to think or deemed in this case at least that it was okay for her to sit high stakes exams. Our children hear nothing from their whole time that they probably leave primary school, that the leaving cert is so important that it defines their life. And for this to happen to an 18-year-old is just beyond words, really, in my opinion. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.